Welcome to Memory Jogger, a podcast featuring the childhood tales of two friends who grew up in central Pennsylvania during the 1980s and early 90s. This is Jason. And this is Wyatt. Jason and I have known each other since the fourth grade, and this podcast dives deep into our memory banks to extract what we can remember during our formative years. And while our perspective can be regional, we also touch on pop culture that is sure to translate to other Gen Xers. Join us as we jog down memory lane in this episode of Memory Jogger. And yes, I am here. How are you all doing out there in retro land? This is Wyatt. And yes, you did hear Jason on the intro, but me at the mic. If you are not aware, Jason has passed away. He passed away on October the 25th of 2023, uh, 46 years old. It was sudden. You all have been listening to us in a myriad of shows through Rediscovered. You've Memory Jogger, Rediscover the 80s, uh, obviously our joint venture over at uh, Agents of Mask on MaskCast. I just wanted to pay a, a hearty respect and tribute to him. Uh, I know I've said a few things in the past uh, very briefly on our Facebook, uh, but it was time to do a podcast for this. I would be doing audio clips later, clipping in some of his audio, probably from Meet the Hosts on episode one. And I do encourage you to go back and listen to that. You will hear quite a bit of tales about us, uh, but more about him. And uh, I don't want to belittle this by any means. I just, it's not about me, but I will do my best to keep Rediscover the 80s uh, and the at least Memory Jogger podcast going. Uh, that's my charge, as uh, as his wife put it. If you remember from Meet the Hosts, uh, we've known each other since the fourth grade. The intro even says it. We started going to school together, and that was around, what would that have been, 1984 or whatever, five? Whatever fourth grade was, yeah. I'd have so to. About nine. To, so uh, we were about nine, eight years old when we got to meet each other and became uh, good friends. And ever since then, we just somehow bonded. We started out at that school Clifford Alliance Christian School uh we mm -hmm. both kind of had our own little cliques I would say uh I was into sports and I was on the sports teams uh basketball track soccer what we had at the uh at the small school and I yeah I guess I mainly hung out with them sat with them at lunch and then you had another group that I guess I would call the nerds uh the jocks and the nerds call it as it is yeah. <laughs> and you would sit with them but we still you know it was oh, yeah. more or less after that school was, the, was when we hung out really just fast forwarded it into a good fr friendship becoming great friends best of friends adopted each other essentially started calling each other brother more so towards our adult early adult years but we shared a lot of similar interests and for me, I think that's what's the challenging part for me because there was so much that we shared together. We both grew up in the same area, really. We grew up in the same school. We worked at the same radio station. You've heard us talk about that now a number of times, especially on episodes 10 and 14, my favorite episodes. Sightings, restaurants, foods, just so much in common. We still went to each other's houses growing up. We talked about the interests of the time, you know, we call it pop culture or retro now, but back then that was the mainstay. So, you know, we talked about 
television and movies and toys and music and so much other stuff. Move, moved on to our teenage years, right? I had the car first we've talked about. So I was driving more towards his house and hanging out there. We'd break out a deck of cards and typically play spit. And right there it is. Uh, we've talked about that in our, our board and card games. But this was one of our go-to games. But it wasn't just the only one. We we played so much games. We played uh, Marborn, Payday, Poker with his Penny Jar, uh, Hotels, Uno, so much. And then in the background, we were watching the Three Stooges. We would typically take a break if we wanted to watch something more interesting in a way. Uh, the Stooges were great. You know, we're not knocking that. But we we could almost, at least I could, I could listen to it and still laugh and know exactly what's going on. But we've watched a lot of great movies like see no evil hear no evil armed and dangerous planes trains and automobiles the back to the future movies tommy boy cadillac man and so many others that were that stuck out and we could still recite lines even to this day you've heard us talk about our favorite thing to do during the summer breaks right was to watch the prices right for the entire hour so we'd watch that um and it was so much fun to do to sit there and you know bid against well each other really and then i got a little bit older got the car going and you know we went up to beefs we there was a little hole in the wall uh burger joint and i, I think they sold ice cream there too they had a mini golf course outside and uh inside there was a game room and we spent many uh weekend uh hours at a time and quarters well, luckily everything was just a quarter even the pool table yeah it was a little place that we called Beefs. This is a older, when it was in its heyday, working a functional Beefs. This is the place. Uh, you, this is obviously where, where the guy's standing there. That's the order window. Order your burgers or barbecue beef sandwich. Or Yeah, barbecue beef is what I loved eating there. Uh, he always went for the chili dogs. A place well out of town, Clearfield, along Route 879 in Frenchville, another I don't know, 10 miles or so away from Clearfield. But it's very rural uh, along this stretch. So it's not too many people coming to visit. So we had full reign of the place, typically. And right there you see what is now the current setting of, of the place. And uh, we visited this in Memory Jogger of the, the movie, if you've watched it. And on the left-hand side there, you'll see the... about. Uh, three windows it looks like uh, i'm sorry the photo is a little small but on that f picture there you'll see inside that room rather is the where the arcade game and there was there was about i would say a handful of arcades games pole position capcom bowling and uh heavy barrel which was jason's favorite yeah the I one that remember, i played but all the time there was uh heavy barrel and uh, let me yeah. tell you, I honed my skills on that game. There was a couple. Of Tiger Heli was another one. Can't place the fifth one right now. And then there was a handful of pinball machines as well. And then a billiards table, which sat closer to that front left window there. And then there was a jukebox. We each go up there with a roll of quarters and play till we ran out of those $10 worth of quarters. Everything was a quarter. So, you know, we'd spend typically two, three hours there and just have fun and, you know, take turns at the jukebox. He'd play Aerosmith and Phil Collins. I'd play Garth Brooks and Aaron Tippin. 
and there was so many other songs we played. I, those are the ones I just think of right now. And obviously, I've already mentioned, you recall that we worked at WCPA and WQIX. And I was hired on in 6 September of 1993. And while I was there, actually a few months after, I learned that there was a position open and offered Jason, uh, if he'd like to be interested in the job, he signed up. And it's pretty cool because his uh, his wife came across his contract here. He was hired on on 7 July of 1994, which was really pretty cool because I, I thought it was uh, even in the in the emails, right? Podcast rather. I thought it was only after a few months, three, four. Instead, it was closer to like seven. And uh, anyway, we had that common interest. We were sitting there always playing with the systems and learning about the carts, right? We talked about that on the episodes, playing the games and so forth. It was real fun, you know, the, the, so many shared interests. Well, then I signed up for the Air Force shortly after I graduated, left for the Air Force in February of 1995. A year later, he ends up going to Tacoma Falls College, and we still stayed in touch. We were, you know, sending letters back and forth, snail mail, calling calling each other on the phone. I can still recall calling him about every three weeks, and he would be working at the radio station Sunday morning, and I would call and ask to be put on hold for about a minute. And the first time I asked him, he said, why? Why? That's kind of ridiculous. I said, well, because I get to listen to the FM, get to listen to the, the cool rock or whatever is going on over there. So uh, that was just my thing. But we talk even more on Yahoo Messenger. Uh, that's something I still hold in high regard because not only did we chat, right, but they had this these GIFs embedded in them that made a sound. And the fondest ones that we still said up until his passing was the one that had a dog, cartoonish dog, that would go, what up? And we had fun with that. Now, in between, we'd play the billiards that was embedded, the battleship and Scrabble, the games that were embedded with the 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 chat so that's why i always held it in high regard because there was more to it than just messenger again we talked about it quite extensively on episode 10 and 14 of memory jogger where we we were talking about jason's time at wtxr that was his radio station and there he is outside the radio station he loved that place he loved working there he had a good great opportunities there but yeah we still stayed in, stayed in touch Tell me about what was going on with the radio station there. I joined a, a radio station, WINU, as m myself, you know, and we just have fun with talking about what's going on in our lives, you know. Then Jason graduated, but he met his wife there in college. She's such an awesome woman, really his soulmate, and they have three lovely children. But we still reached back on our fond memories of the 80s. We would recite lines from movies, the Stooges, music, uh, just spouting stuff out. And we would talk. We would have meaningful conversation. We could actually talk about things. Uh, we were open, pretty open about most, most everything. But in the lulls, we'd write each other lyrics or lines or something like that. I, I know plenty of times we'd send emails, and the only thing that was written in it was on the subject line. It'd be a Stooge line or just movie lines or something, you know, in the, in the in the subject line but that's what kept us going 
Jason had an interest in doing Rediscover the 80s. And I remember him talking about it. And I said I was really interested in doing whatever I could to obviously promote uh, and be a part of it. Well, just after he started thinking about it, we both had a brainstorm about writing a script, the Mask Mobile Armor Strike Command. And I talked quite extensively. In fact, this recording is almost a copycat to the one I just shared over on Agents of Mask on our YouTube. But I wanted to do two separate tributes to Jason for the two entities that we were ma majorly a part of. But anyway, we wrote that script. It took us about five years to put it all together. And because neither one of us have any relatives, or at least knowingly, I don't think I'm related to Orlando Bloom or Rachel Bloom. And I'm pretty sure he's not related to Michael Gross from The Family Ties. So our only option that we believed we had was since we can't get that to Hollywood, why don't we publicize it as much as we can by creating a website, creating a podcast, and seeing if anybody takes it. We did our due diligence. We had it copywritten. We have the Writers Guild Association, WGA, registered just to protect our work. And that was a fun venture. We still do that. We still did podcasts. We took a break from it for, uh, sadly, about two years for MassCast because well, life got in the way. Life got was busy. You've always always heard us make excuses, right? It was really fact, not excuses. But Memory Jogger was the easy podcast to produce for both of us because it was just on a whim, right? We we just literally fly off the cuff on our mind, and we could do it. Whereas, like Mask, especially Mask was difficult. Um, a twenty-ish minute cartoon took us an hour or so to watch and jot down all the notes because we'd have to we did it play by play but it was fun we still did that retrocon when we were invited up in 2015 initially for agents of mass to, to cover that q a panel with doug stone right the voice of matt tracker bruce sato and a host of others to sit right next to him right and that was such a surreal moment to be at this q a panel trying to fade it over for you guys to see you see jason there he's flipping through his papers that's what he was doing right there he was flipping through his papers trying to get his notes out that's bill ferris over on the left our left and we're just really chatting it up with doug doug's talking about hockey doug and bill are big on hockey so they talk still to this day they still talk about hockey and you see myself there just kind of waiting for us to get this started uh, i'm also looking what you don't see is way over past wait over here is a big screen and they put up our mask logo our icon agents of mask up so it was great and i'm sorry you see my screen now i'm going to go through here and try to tell you all that's going on but you know we had so much in common he helped me with my clearfield county website that i still maintain I had decided to make it more of a news type entity, right? So I had built this outdoor sound system I've talked about and bought this banner on for both sides of my truck. And Jason sat inside in between and threw out whatever we had. I think t-shirts and the gummy wristbands that you wear. And I didn't realize that he had this sitting in his Facebook gallery. But this was his top view from... When he was driving around in the parade, you know, you see Sandy Township Fire Department here. And we're going through a part of our hometown there. Yeah, I had a CB antenna. Yeah, I know. But yeah, we were just blitzing 
playing music as loud as we could. And that's, we found our banner that I had sponsored the fair with. We took a picture with it. Such great memories, you know, so many common things. We, we went to go down south. I took a trip. Julie, my wife, actually got me a trip to spend three days. That was a birthday present to go spend with Jason. We went to AKA Junk and we got to see this guy who makes custom cars. And Jason's in love with his Herbie here. You see in the background, you see the 89 Batmobile. And what you don't see, but it's there. The, he has the pop-up guns. Uh, actually, I think that's right there. And they're sitting there. This guy pulled out all the cars. Kit is, I don't directly see him. I think Kit's, yep, there's the shadow. Here's Kit. Kit was right next to Herbie. So um, in his pictures that I've posted, where he's giving a thumbs up, trying to do his best David Hasselhoff right there. That's the Kit we got to see. Anyway, back to RetroCon. I mean, we, you know, there's Bill Ted's phone booth. Us getting the first pictures with Doug Stone, John Rashida, you know, the, the micro machine guy. Just awesome. We got to see this was 2019 when the A team was there. We got to see the Cybertronic, Cybertronic Spree. Pretty fun rock band that he's really a fan of. They added voice synthesizers lately, so they even talk a little bit. So much, so much stuff that we got to do this last year i was a cheapskate i didn't pay the 50 dollars to get my picture with bo duke but he did he got a picture with bo duke i mean i'm i should be envious because i've i've met him but i didn't take a picture got to get his picture with stan bush he was at the concert there i couldn't make it up the night before to go to retrocon and to go to the concert but he did he got to see stan bush just so much right we got to like i said in 2019 we got to meet the a-team at least two of the a-team He's dressed up as Hannibal, my, myself dressed up as Murdoch with Saki. You really can't see it, but maybe you can make it out the Thermidor claw that he'd carry around on one of the episodes. One of the last conversations that I had with Jason was there was two going on. We had multiple conversations sometimes. One of them, though, uh, and I'll pop the text message up here. We have a movie night on occasion, usually every weekend, but our speakers that I usually have hooked up to this projector quit. You can see my message. Bottom shelf, look familiar? Had to change out our cheap PC speakers set up after only three years to these 20-plus-year-old gems. These are probably closer to 30-year-old models. And Jason's reply, oh, yeah, the FM speaker. If you recall, back in our WCPA chat, this is a picture from that radio station, and right there's one of those speakers. This was to monitor the FM feed, but he would typically crank it up. This was Jason's monitor speaker for the FM studio. That's uh, always cranked. Yeah, I think that thing could crank out some tunes. Let me tell you. And uh, one of the discs, I just now remembered. This is Silhouette by Kenny G. We always had it preset. You can see even the needle was resting, ready to go in the event we needed to fill with technical difficulties. That was one of the two last conversations I had with him. The other one was that recently our skating rink, the skate station, had come for sale. And we were trying to scheme ways of purchasing it. It was rather expensive, even for us, and we don't even have any capital. Uh, nonetheless, we were trying to scheme ways to what we would do, how would we manage it. But reality hit us that we would probably not be able to manage it because we're both out of state, but we still dreamed, you know, we thought about doing something different with the newly added arcade room 
I thought about reinvigorating the WQIX as a hobby station within their little DJ booth. Just things of that nature, you know. He had this idea to, with this uh, skate station out front, you can see this uh, long building. Most of it is actually vacant. It may be filled by now. It looks like it was filled here uh, when the picture was taken. But on the very right-hand side, you can probably make out the little red building, which was the skate station in the background. When we last visited, this was almost all vacant. And you can see the video star sign billboard at the top and that two the two story building right there in the foreground on the left, that is uh, the video rental store that used to be there. We talked about doing a retro store and doing something with it. I could go on and on. I think that's what I miss most about him is all the similarities that we had with between us. You know, uh, I could relate and see the Fullington charter bus. That bus company either had charter buses in town and or in the neighboring town of uh, State College, Pennsylvania. Uh, so I'd see them traveling down here since I'm in central Maryland, about in between of Baltimore and D.C. And other things. I'd see a Walmart truck that was from Woodland, Pennsylvania. There's a distribution, I'm sorry, distribution center based out of the neighboring little uh, village, Woodland. Just so much. But like all of us, you know, I had dreams about WCPA and I know you've seen my pictures in the background several times. Again, back to the radio stations, I was going to recre recreate that booth. And my plan was to have him be the one that initiates it. That was my vision. Again, it's my dream. It wasn't really his, but he wanted to do something. He wanted to play with it just as much as I did. And I wanted to debut it on a September when he would be up for RetroCon. And that was my vision. What he didn't know was I was going to put him on the spot. My plan was to give him the courtesy to run the radio station for you all live via YouTube and show you how everything worked while I would be holding the camera and talking things through, right? But I mean, having him really get it because I'm big on memory and muscle memory and so forth. And I think for all you listeners out there, you can recall that Jason sometimes forgot we'd have conversations. So I don't know that he would remember most of it, but he remembered... You know, like I said, the carts that I've shown you and so, so forth. But again, you know, life happens and things happen unexpectedly. I mean, he passed suddenly at 46. It's been uh, a month since he's been gone already. I still rec remember the phone call from his wife. It was a shell shock to me. Many of his retro community fans and friends have come out and shared their condolences with him and his family. There's been tributes. There's a GoFundMe that's still active if you're able to. But for me, getting past all this, I, I was I was weeping, sobbing for about a week. But what helped me is that both of us are believers in Jesus Christ. Not ashamed of that. So I know that he's in heaven just waiting for us. So when my time comes, whenever that is, tomorrow or 40 years from now, I'll get to see him along with my parents. So I'm I'm fine with that. And if you'd like to see his celebration of life service, if you haven't uh, seen it, or if you weren't aware of this passing, you can go to YouTube and visit the Gateway Baptist Church of Montgomery, Alabama. And at the time of this recording, it's still active. It's still there. It's a little over two hours. You'll see everything. And it was an awesome, awesome time. As far as Rediscover the 80s, and at least Memory Jogger, I will do my very best to keep both active. I will do my very best to maintain both sites. Um, 
rediscovered the 80s and Agents of Mask. That's my, uh, that's what his wife has passed on to me. I don't know that that was a planned thing, but she was like, you can have all the nostalgia you want. I'm not having part of it. So I will do my very best. He was very active with the Retro Network. I don't know that I will be able to keep up the pace that he had uh, over there, but I will do share inputs and be a part of that community as well, as best as I can. Again, he's going to be probably a part of this podcast in some form of way, you know, I'll bring him up in memories, but I wanted to give this as a a big tribute to him. But I wanted to thank you all for those that have written. Thank you. Those are blessings to us. All the condolences and thoughts and prayers. Thank you again. Thank you all for being such great fans and friends to us. And we'll catch you later. See you. Thanks.